So in the first half of the cycle, we've got the body selects a few different eggs to work to mature to get to ovulation. Mm -hmm. So whatever your cause of PCOS is for why your eggs aren't maturing to get to ovulation, These eggs are basically, they're immature follicles, so these are actually what the cysts are that we see on the ultrasound. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Way podcast, your go-to place for all things fun, happiness, well-being, growth, trust, and diversity. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I am here to inspire and connect everyone who chooses health and happiness so you can be your healthiest self and live life the happy way. Hey guys, today we have a great episode in store for you featuring a women's health naturopath, Miranda Lind from Botanic Avenue. We are going to dive deep into reproductive health today and look at all the holistic ways to heal PCOS. Today we have an expert talk us through this as well as all the ways we can support our body through PCOS naturally. Welcome, Miranda. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to delve deep on this topic because I feel like it's such a common condition that affects so many women. Yeah. And also because the current treatment in the medical system is just the pill, which is just a Band-Aid approach. And there's so much we can do naturally. Absolutely. And I'm, yeah, I hear, so I follow Miranda on Instagram and you often talk about so many interesting approaches to it or the natural ways of healing And you're just so passionate about it. And I thought, what better person to have on to talk about this than you? So I would love if you could first share a little bit of of your story through natural health and just why you decided to become a naturopath and focus on women's health. Yeah, definitely. I've always been interested in natural health and digging deep into the root cause, um, but most importantly, yeah. always finding that natural approach because there's always yeah. going to be a natural approach for most things that we can mm. do. So yeah, I opened Botanic Cav Clinic in 2019 and it was about just after I finished studying. And firstly, I actually did the bioceuticals internship yeah, um, straight from finishing. That. Yeah. And that was really awesome because I was learning a lot about the industry and seeing mm. like whether, because there's so many different avenues you can go from with yeah. naturopathy, like you can go into product development. Like, like what you've done, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So I've just decided when I finished that, I was like, I really want to help my clients. Like I want to mm. help people understand what the root cause of their health issues are yeah. and yeah, delve deep into what's yeah. causing um, health issues. Yeah. So yeah, my clinical focuses are hormones, PCOS, endometriosis, general hormonal imbalances. But I also really think that gut issues like parasites, SIBO, mm. candida, leaky gut, and I'll delve deep into this as well yeah. throughout the throughout the podcast with how gut issues can really impact PCOS as well. But yeah, so that's what I've been doing. And I think especially with PCOS in particular, mm-hmm. a natural approach can benefit PCOS so incredibly yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I know I gave a brief introduction into what PCOS is, um, but are you give, able to give us a bit more information about what polycystic ovarian syndrome is and how it can actually affect the female body? Yeah, definitely. So PCOS is a common diagnosis that affects about 10% of women and it's defined as a group of symptoms related to anovulation, so which is actually a lack of ovulation mm-hmm. um, and a high level of androgens like male hormones. So yeah. the main symptoms of PCOS are your irregular cycles, so specifically late periods or too many days of bleeding. So backing up what a regular cycle looks like, it's typically around the same cycle length each month. So anywhere between 22 to 35 days. But with PCOS, it can look anything like 45 days, 60 days, Mm. uh, like 39 days, sometimes even longer, like 70 days or not even ovulating at all because... Mm. 
like I said, it's, yeah, the act of not, your body can't ovulate. There's yeah. a lot of different causes, which we'll delve into as well, mm-hmm. for what can cause the body to not want to ovulate regularly. Okay. Other symptoms of PCOS include the excessive facial hair, like which is known as hirsutism, acne, hair loss, weight gain, infertility. And then PCOS is essentially a problem with ovulation, which yeah results in the overproduction of the androgens such as testosterone. So PCOS is much more than a period problem. It's a whole body hormone condition. Yeah. It's important to find the root cause of your PCOS in order to actually treat it, accord- treat it accordingly. Yeah. So insulin-resistant PCOS is the most common cause, making mm-hmm. up about 70% of the time for oh. PCOS which is confirmed via blood test investigating your Mm -hmm. insulin sensitivity. Wow. Okay. So they're the most common causes. So insulin, to get a bit more into this, what are the most common drivers of PCOS? We're most commonly aware of the four different types of PCOS, but I've actually also found a fifth. which we'll talk about, which is exciting because I see it so commonly in the clinic. Um, But we'll start off with the most common cause, which is insulin resistance. So insulin, basically, it can impair ovulation and cause the ovaries to make more testosterone instead of estrogen. Mm -hmm. It can also stimulate the pituitary gland to make more luteinizing hormone, also known, known as LH, which stimulates even more androgen levels. And it also lowers our androgen binding protein known as sex hormone binding globulin, which results in more free testosterone mm. and more unbound testosterone in the body, which typically gives you like the acne, the hirsutism yeah. and the excessive amount of androgens stops ovulation. Mm-hmm. So insulin's main job is to actually keep our blood sugar levels stable. So when we eat sugar or process carbohydrates or even when we're stressed, because cortisol actually also raises our blood sugar as well, yeah. the pancreas then releases insulin to help move glucose from the bloodstream into the cells to be used as energy because the body deems glucose in the bloodstream quite dangerous we don't want okay. that so the body yeah. produces insulin to try mm-hmm. to yeah move it into the in, into the cells a lot of people are like well what causes insulin resistance yeah. insulin resistance the biggest culprit is sugar so okay. a small amount of fructose is healthy but it's like the large amount that induces insulin resistance but mm-hmm. other things that i also see that causes insulin resistance is like smoking high stress even hormonal birth control so when women are prescribed the pill for um, PCOS, the issue is is that it can actually worsen our insulin sens- sensitivity, which is one wow. of the drivers for PCOS. Yeah. It's not really um, helping at all, is No, it? <laughs> no. So also sleep deprivation, alcohol, trans fats, mm. unhealthy gut bacteria, magnesium deficiency, environmental toxins, all of these things can contribute to insulin resistance. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's insulin resistance. We'll talk about some things shortly what can help with insulin resistant PCOS. But a few other of the other causes. So inflammation is also a pretty big thing that I see with my clients. So chronic low-grade inflammation can actually stimulate the ovaries to make too many androgens, Mm -hmm. which interferes with ovulation and causing irregular cycles. So a lot of my clients who I see who Mm -hmm. don't actually have a typical PCOS diagnosis, they'll come in to me with all these gut issues and they actually have irregular cycles caused from the inflammation going on, but they don't yeah, fit into that general PCOS typical picture. But yeah, so many things can cause inflammation in our environment. Um, We've also got post-pill PCOS. So this is the temporary a temporary condition related to a surge in androgen levels produced from the post-oral contraceptives, which typically contain your androgen-suppressing form of progestin. And then we've also got adrenal dysfunction, PCOS. Mm -hmm. So 
This is typically under your chronic stress. So the brain stimulates the adrenal glands to produce too many stress hormones, but also your androgens such as DHEAs and androstenedione. So most women with PCOS will have an elevation of androgens, including testosterone, androstenedione from the ovaries and DHEAs from the adrenal glands. So if you only have elevated DHEAs, but normal testosterone and androstenedione, then you may actually have adrenal PCOS, which accounts for about 10% of PCOS. So adrenal PCOS isn't driven by insulin resistance or inflammation. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's actually an epigenetic upregulation of the adrenal androgens. So treatment is very different. That's why it's important to find what your cause is because treatment varies so much. Of course. Um, So treatment for adrenal dysfunction, PCOS, is typically like your magnesium, your zinc, Mm -hmm. your licorice, adaptogen herbs and like B5 all to really help with soothing and calming that nervous system approach. Yeah. Now the fifth is hypothyroidism. So this is the one you've kind of discovered through your clinical practice. Yeah. 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 And like a lot of other practitioners are also aware of how this can tie in with PCOS. Mm. And a lot of studies have actually shown the link between the two. So, yeah, these two endocrine conditions really share similar characteristics in terms of the irregular cycles, the elevated Mm. male hormones. So whenever I have clients with PCOS, I always check their thyroid function. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so hypothyroidism basically can increase our testosterone by decreasing that sex hormone binding globulin, so leading to the Mm -hmm. unbound testosterone in the body, and increase the conversion of androstenedione into testosterone. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So there's a lot of androgens. So that's that's kind of one of the main issues. Mm. So androgens are the increase in your male hormones, so your testosterone. What are the side effects that come with that? You know, what are we experiencing? I know you said the excessive hair on our face. Yeah. Um, what else can come with that? Typically, like yeah. your more your jawline acne, so okay. like the deeper yeah. acne underneath the skin, like yeah. under the neck, yeah. along the jawline, is typically what you see along with the hirsutism mm. and irregular cycles. They're okay. the main symptoms yeah. that you would see from elevated male hormones. Okay, so there is lots of physical symptoms yeah. as well of PCOS besides you know, your your cycles as well. So I believe that to diagnose PCOS, it's actually very symptomatic yeah. and you have to fall under quite a few different categories. Yes. Is that right? So can you, yes. if someone is listening and they, you know, maybe resonate with the five types that you have just discussed, how do you go about actually getting diagnosed with PCOS? Yeah. So we use the Rotterdam criteria. So you have to have two of the three categories. So the first is irregular or absent periods, so irregular cycles or absent periods. Mm -hmm. Second is elevated androgen levels on showing up on a blood Mm -hmm. test. So your testosterone, free androgen index, DHEAs, or your actual symptoms of elevated male hormones. So just one, you have to have at least one of of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or polycystic ovaries on an ultrasound. Okay. So Ultrasound can't diagnose PCOS alone. Like you can have cysts on the ovaries and not actually have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Interesting. Yeah. So can those cysts be quite painful? They definitely can, yeah. yeah. So in the first half of the cycle, we've got the body selects a few different eggs to work to mature to get to ovulation. Mm -hmm. So whatever your cause of PCOS is for why your eggs aren't maturing to get to ovulation these eggs are basically, they're immature follicles. So yeah. these are actually what the cysts are that we see on the ultrasound. Okay. Now okay. you can definitely, so, some of these eggs definitely can grow into larger cysts, which can definitely be painful mm. and they can burst. But yeah, your typical sort of cysts that you see on the mm. ovaries are just these immature eggs. So it's not 
anything too concerning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I never knew that. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. So now we've discussed the types of PCOS, how to diagnose it. So I'm sure you get this question a lot with your clients in clinic, but can PCOS impact fertility? Yeah, so it, it definitely can in the sense that women typically, typically ovulate less regularly because mm-hmm. they're in that follicular phase where the body is trying to mature the follicles for longer. So yes, we tip, they typically ovulate less regularly, but it doesn't yeah. actually stop them from falling pregnant. Okay, There may be some deeper issues with not producing enough progesterone and things like that, but no, you can definitely still fall pregnant. So the good mm-hmm. news is that it's totally possible to reduce your androgen levels and begin ovulating ovulating regularly again through addressing the root cause of PCOS. Mm. Okay. I'm going to ask a question that's not, I didn't tell you about yeah, before, yeah. but what are the significant differences between PCOS and endometriosis? Because I'm sure mm. a lot of people would maybe feel that they're not sure what category they fall into. And I'm sure the treatments would be slightly different completely different. there we go yeah. so yeah how do you you know what what are the how do you know what you have yeah like how do you if you're thinking yeah. maybe I've got endometriosis but mm-hmm. really you have PCOS yeah how do you tell the difference between the two yeah okay so they're completely different yeah. conditions so PCOS is yeah it's yeah. where the body isn't wanting to ovulate regularly mm-hmm. and your common symptoms are irregular cycles the air, yeah. the elevated male hormones so the yeah. acne the hirsutism typically at the weight gain, mm. infertility, but with, um, and you can diagnose that through the blood test yeah. and the radioderm criteria, mm-hmm. but with endometriosis, for example, symptoms are completely different. So yeah, okay. you're typically more seeing pain with endometriosis. Yeah. You will, you it def- doesn't necessarily cause irregular cycles though. Mm. And it's basically, yeah, endometriosis lesions, which cause significant pain. So with PCOS, a lot of people will be like, yeah. I'm experiencing pain. PCOS doesn't cause pain. Okay. No. Okay. No. Yeah. So yeah, they're completely different. Yeah. So treatment completely is completely yeah. different from yeah. from endo to PCOS. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that'll clear up a lot of things for people because yeah. you know, they're both kind of reproductive and know. you know, they both impact your cycle. And I think especially PCOS, I feel like it is something that's only been spoken a lot more about mm. recently. So a lot of people, yeah, are still getting familiar with it and mm. trying to understand the differences and Obviously, once you understand what is going on in your body, what the root cause is, then you can apply a, you know, a treatment. So, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So can PCOS occur once coming off of the pill? And if so, how can we actually prevent this from happening? Because, you know, when you get off the pill, the last thing you want is to mm. be left with all of these health issues and concerns. So what are the things that we can do to kind of whether we're tapering off or whether we come off or what what can we yeah. incorporate into our life to yeah. kind of support our body so we don't end up with um, post-pill PCOS? Yeah. So it's really common to experience a temporary surge in androgens when coming off pills like Yaz, Diane mm-hmm. or Brenda. Yeah, which can actually lead to post-pill PCOS because yeah. what's happening when we're on the pit, when we're on one of these pills, they're actually yeah. androgen suppressing progestins. So okay. when we come off, the body has also not ovulated regularly because all yeah. of our hormones have been shut down, yeah. and then we actually can experience a temporary surge in these male hormones, which mm. can lead to yeah the PC, the PCOS and the mm. post-pill um, post-pill acne. 
So what we can do to prevent this is it can be a little bit tricky, but we can actually focus on improving your health prior to coming off the pill. Yeah. And we okay. can also focus on a- like anti-androgen supplements like zinc, dim, mm-hmm. peony and licorice are a few of my favourites. Yeah. Also saw palmetto. But it's also important to stay calm and know that the symptoms are just a temporary drug withdrawal process. So yeah. it's okay. It's yeah. okay. It typically lasts about three to six months. But yeah, in this time, it's really common for women to go back to the doctor and say, hey, like my, I'm not getting a period. I'm getting really irregular cycles. My hormones are going crazy. Doctors will just say, oh, well, do, just go back on the pill, yeah. which is just covering everything yeah, up again. Gonna... Yeah. So the best thing that we can do is just stay calm and know that we can improve your health mm. to prevent that and reduce yeah. those male hormones. Okay. And then obviously a naturopath and a, you know, could really support you on that way as well. So if you did need some guidance, I'm sure they can come and see you for that. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so let's get into the common treatments and the natural way to heal through polycystic ovarian syndrome. As a naturopath, what are your standard treatment protocols? Of course, I understand that everyone's going to have a unique form of treatment because everyone's got some a different form and, and yeah. all of that and everyone's body is different. But what are the big contributing factors that can actually make a real difference to someone and help them heal from this? So we often focus on how to eliminate unwanted symptoms like acne, hair growth, Mm -hmm. hair loss, weight gain, irregular cycles, infertility. But to actually manage PCOS and to have the best outcomes, we want to target the root cause and not the symptoms. So obviously treatment's always going to vary on what your individual cause is. Mm. The common concern with birth control being prescribed for PCOS is that it's not only masking the symptoms and not addressing the root cause, but it's just a Band-Aid solution. So the pill can actually, like I mentioned, worsen the drivers of PCOS Mm. as side effects, including worsening insulin, nutrient deficiencies, thyroid issues. So some tips that help with all of the different causes, however, we want to focus on reducing inflammation. So depending on what, what this looks like for the client, If you have some gut issues like bloating, irregular Mm. bowel motions, gas, burping, you want to address your gut health. So we want to eliminate these food sensitivities, eliminate inflammatory foods like processed foods, industrial Mm. seed oils, address any negative gram bacteria, heal the gut with nutrients like L-glutamine, pre and probiotics. So it again, gut health is going to be individual, but you really want to focus on addressing that gut health to Mm. reduce inflammation because Even things like poor blood sugar regulation will also be impacted by the gut as well and poor Mm -hmm. gut health. We want to focus on a nutrient-dense diet, so reducing which reduces inflammation and helps balance blood sugar. So a nutrient-dense diet, which is also balanced with enough protein, carbs and fats, really also helps with PCOS in terms of insulin resistance as well Mm -hmm. and reducing um, inflammation. Also, eating enough food is also going to help your yeah. um, reducing your cortisol levels, which will also help with the adrenal dysfunction. And it will also help with if you mm. are having any thyroid issues as well as yeah. one of the causes. We also want to focus on limiting, expo- limiting exposure to toxins. So like reducing plastics, toxic cosmetics, mm. toxic cl- cleaning products considering a water filter, avoiding pesticides and foods, which will all help on reducing inflammation. We want to prioritise sleep, manage stress because this can trigger inflammation, mm. impact blood sugar. And we want to focus yeah. on daily movement, strength training. Strength training is awesome for yeah. PCOS. Amazing. It r- really helps with improving um, your insulin sensitivity, yeah. Yeah. reducing stress because you don't want to be doing too much cardio. 
because no. that's going to cause more inflammation. Yes. We want to focus on balancing micronutrients, so like yep. magnesium, potassium, mm-hmm. sodium, B vitamins. These all play a massive role mm. with blood sugar management. I love cinnamon. Cinnamon's awesome yeah. for um, for insulin resistance as well. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, a few supplements that you can consider include like inositol, zinc, yep. magnesium. Yep. Yeah. So there are a few will be a few of my main tips which would cross over all the different causes of PCOS. Amazing. So there are lots of simple, you know, lifestyle changes as well, like nothing really crazy. You know, I think it's just little gradual things that you can do every day that can make a real big difference and really help with those symptoms and in in such a natural way as well that's not difficult. So, yeah, and I really liked that you touched on the environmental factors, you know, Mm. the the makeup and the chemicals and the foods and mm. the containers. And I think um, we don't ever really think about that stuff. No, you know, really. we don't think about, you know, all of the chemicals that may be leaching through our skin mm. or into our bodies from our containers or foods or bottles and that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's that's such a little swap that you can make, yeah. you know, going to something non-toxic that can have such an impact on, you know, your health in general. So yes, that's a big one. Now for someone listening who has either been diagnosed with PCOS recently or they are listening to this thinking, hmm, these symptoms sound all too familiar. (laughs) What do you suggest that they do? So based on all of this, I think you want to think about what what category you might fit into, Mm. what sort of feels more familiar to you. And also be aware that you can actually have a few of the different causes. Like you might have inflammation. You might also have a little bit of low thyroid function. Mm. You may also have maybe some suboptimal blood sugar regulation as well. So you might have a little bit of high insulin levels. Mm. So you can cross over all areas. So that's why all those just tips that I mentioned yeah. can really, really help with all all the areas. Yeah. But I f- firstly recommend having a full blood test done. So getting your fasting insulin mm-hmm. and glucose done to see if you have any elevated insulin levels. Yeah. You want to get a full hormone panel done. So including your FSH, LH, yeah. estrogen, testosterone, sex hormone binding globulin. Mm-hmm. Also recommend getting a full thyroid panel done as well because if yeah. you're feeling like you've got the PCOS symptoms, like I said, PCOS and thyroid, really cross over and share those similar characteristics. So getting a full thyroid panel done. Mm -hmm. And then just also simply checking your general nutrients like iron, B12, vitamin D for deficiencies because having deficiencies in any of these will really impact stress. Mm. Even having a major nutrient deficiency can cause loss of period or irregular cycles as well. So it's important to check over all of those. And like I mentioned, if you have gut issues, sort them out, look into um, getting on top of them because that will cause inflammation and cause the body to not want to ovulate regularly. PCOS and the microbiome are so closely connected. Mm. So it's really essential. I feel like gut health Mm. is just such a massive part of our health. It's like the epicenter of our whole health. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Connected to everything. Everything. And and it really is the core of everything. You know, you get an issue there, it's going to throw everything else out. So it's such a good place to start, you know, start with the gut. And work your way out from there. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Beautiful. So where can we find more about you? And if someone would like to book in with you because, Mm. you know, maybe they're experiencing some of these things and they want your expert advice, where can they find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at botanic.av. Yep. Um, And I focus on heaps of education around hormones, including Mm. PCOS, 
gut health, thyroid. Yeah. You can also book a one-on-one appointment with me. Yeah. My wait list is about three months at the moment. Oh, busy gal. Yes. <laughs> oh, there's just so many women to help. Yeah, Everyone that's needs right. help. Everyone does. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just one person. So. Yeah, there's only so much you can do. No, I love your Instagram page. You share so much knowledge. So even if you can't get in to see Miranda, just follow her yeah. on Instagram because I love your videos. You're on your stories. You're talking every day. You share so much information. Yeah. It's so great. So great work. You're doing so good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all of this information. I'm sure it's going to help someone out there listening yeah. so much. So Thank you for sharing all your wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. Yay, good. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you have taken even just one piece of wisdom from this episode that you can apply to your life to help you grow and be a happier and healthier version of you. Please like, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and make sure to share us on your socials. Sending lots of love to you all. Bye. Bye.